Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. Today's message is titled, What a Gift. <clears throat> what a gift. What a gift. How many of you have been given a good gift before? Like, just a good gift. You know, it's just, wow, that's a good gift. What a gift. Anyone? Anyone? All right, what was it? Awesome, an outfit with beautiful, that's a good gift. Hey, she got rocks that match it. You know, she got diamonds and jewelry and stuff like that. All right, uh, uh, what a gift. Oh, the, the massage gun. Yeah, what a gift. Anyone else? All right, we're going to gift all of you with donuts and cookies on the way out. Hopefully you enjoy it. Since it's not, all right, what a gift. A barbecue. That's a good one, right? For, for your wife. Because you're cooking for her now, so that's a good. <laughs> hey, man, what a gift. Yeah, that barbecue, you, you're working it well, man. What a gift, the barbecue. That was, that's one for me as well, the, the girl that I got as well. What a gift. I loved it. I love it. I still love it today, the girl that I got. What a gift that was for me. It, it's one of, it's, I love that grill. I, sometimes I just go outside and I just stare at it. I just look at it. Like, I'm so happy I got that girl. Man. Anyone else? Yeah. A very special gift. All right. What was it? A baby brother. You beat everyone. You just won. Okay? And because of that, we're going to stop right there because no one is going to beat that. She has a baby brother now, and, and, and that, that's a great gift. How about, how about, like, we don't have to give any examples for this one, but I'm sure it's happened. Like, you've gotten, like, a, another kind of gift. Like, yeah, what a gift. You just, like, thank you. And you don't know what to say. You're just like, what a gift. And um, I'm sure many of you have received that one. The shirt that was just a little tacky for you. The lo- be careful. Because, you know, <laughs> this, this is where it gets tricky when you start talking about the negative stuff. Uh, that person might be watching. It might get to them. You just never know the way the Lord works, you know, and, but her lotion basket. And, but it happens, right? That weird thing, like, what do I do with this thing? And then you're like, I know. I'll give it to someone else. I'll, I'll just rewrap it and just give it to someone else. All right. What a gift. That's today's message. And, and um, I believe that we'll get into this. And I shared this during the huddle. I believe that, Jesus, that Christ has that method, you know, with people. I, I believe that Jesus is the same. Jesus is good yesterday, he's good today, and he's good forevermore. I believe that it's the perspective of the recipient. That, that person, how they're receiving it, they could either say, wow, what a gift, or ugh, what a gift. And I believe that Christ is always good. There's always great things, obviously, that come from the Lord. I believe that the issue is the recipient and how they receive the gift, which is Jesus Christ. How many of you could say amen? Amen. We're five days away from Christmas. Some of us are very excited. Some of us are like, oh, this is a time that's not good for me. But whatever it is, we're five days away. We have to face it. And um, as we're five days away from Christmas, I truly believe that for many of us, Christmas will be different. For many of us, Christmas may be different this year. And it's because of obvious circumstances, right? Maybe things that you used to do with your family or as a family um, will be different this season. You already know what I'm talking about. You've already had that discussion maybe with some of your family. And just things could be a little bit different. For some of you, like, nah, we're rolling the same way we've always rolled. 
But, but for some people, it is a little bit different. Some families are not seeing each other. Some people are being extra careful and all that. And um, we get it. And it's just different. But this Christmas, uh, regardless of all those details, what do we ask? And, and what am I asking? And what am I encouraging you? Uh, I, I'm asking and encouraging you to meditate on the Lord and on his word and aim to find his will, aim to find his purpose for you in this season. Regardless of what all the circumstances are, well, you have no idea what's happening, just whatever it is, there's a reason why I'm in this moment. What is God's purpose for me, for my family specifically during this moment that we are in? How many of you could come in agreement with that? That, that, you, would, that you would just come to that place and say, and say, I'm, I'm going to see what it is. I'm going to be attentive. I'm going to have ears to hear what God wants to speak. Think about that. Like, who can you bless? Who can you bless? Which family member can you have a different kind of conversation with this year? That, that, that's important, you know? Because sometimes we get together as family and we just have these casual conversations. That pff, we just flush them down the toilet. And it's just Groundhog Day. It was just another Christmas year. And it was so empty. You had your holiday party, you had your lechong, you had everything that you always do, but you flushed it down the toilet and it was just empty. Did anything with any weight happen? Did any momentum shift? Did something happen? Think about what it might be that God wants you to do. What words will come out of your mouth? What will you take in to never take for granted again in your life this season? Amen? I hope I could encourage you with that. This can be and should be your best Christmas ever. Oh, how can you say that? Do you turn on the television? I'm just telling you that this can be and this should be your best Christmas ever. For the sole reason that Christ is still alive in you. That Christ is still doing great things. Because with so much that has and is happening, he has shown the importance of things. Listen, the small things have become big things now. Have you noticed that? Small things have just become bigger. Small things have become big things. And these big things have become now the most important, crucial, and necessary things in our lives. Which, though they were once small, during Christmas, it's so important to focus on these things. And, and, and specifically this time, we were having a conversation yesterday with some uh, people in our lives. that uh, uh, We were able to take our son to an event with some of his friends. And we were talking to some of the parents. And we sat there and we said, this is good you know, for a change, you know, that our kids could see each other and actually play and we don't have to be so freaked out and scared and let them enjoy each other. And for us as parents, it felt good for us to see our son play with other kids and, and stuff like that and just have dialogue with some of the family. And, and, and just think about that. That was so insignificant a year ago. That was so dumb. Who cares? But something so small now, we, 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 we take it differently now. We don't take it for granted, right? So, so, so we have to remember these things. Also during Christmas, it's very easy that we make this the time about the gifts that we give and others, right, the, the gifts that we receive. And we could make Christmas all about that, the gifts, the gifts. And, and no, we tend to always say things like, well, it's not about the gifts. It's not, it's not about the gifts. How many of you said that? How many of you heard that? Christmas is not about the gifts. Anyone? No, it's not about the gifts. It's not about the gifts. Should it be about the gifts? I mean, come on, who? I mean, I don't know why people will say that. But, but I'm talking to the mirror here. It's not about the gifts. But, but it's the truth. We, we hear that. And it shouldn't be about the gifts, people say. You know, it's not about it. Shouldn't that? We've made Christmas all about gifts. And what, what are some things that we say? It's about what? Family. It's about friends. 
Christmas is about what? Togetherness. Christmas is about what? Jesus. We should focus on this, you know, Jesus given to us. Jesus for us. But, but I believe that for some families and for some people, because of the circumstances, giving gifts is going to be a, a whole lot special this year. No? It's going to be a little extra this year. You know what? As we give these gifts, it means something more. There's something behind it. Because of the year that we've just had, it's, it's, it, there should be something more special. Hopefully, hopefully for some of us, that's where our heart is at. Receiving gifts as well. Receiving gifts will be extra special this year. I mean, receiving gifts are always, is always special. But, but, you know, this year will be a little special. And that's all in the heart of the person. Because for some person, it's like, nah, to give is definitely much better. To give gifts is so much greater than to ever receive a gift. And hopefully it will have greater meaning, greater significance in giving gifts and in receiving gifts. And you may say, Christmas is not about gifts. Say that with me. Christmas is not about gifts. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is not about gifts. And, and I could stand up here today and say, you're right and wrong. You're right and wrong. You're right and wrong. Christmas is not about gifts. But you're wrong at the same time because Christmas is about the gift. Christmas is about the gift. It is about the gift and we can't ever forget that. And the reason why we give gifts is because we has ourselves have been gifted. Because we've been gifted, we have the opportunity to also gift others. And that is from a financial standpoint and most importantly, from a spiritual perspective, from a spiritual place, that because I've received from the Lord, I can also give from the Lord. Amen? And Christmas is about the gift. I want to go over three points more or less today that I pray that will bless you and, and hopefully remind you and encourage you for this moment that we are in. You should write these points down. Point number one, write this down. In Christ, in Christ, we've all been given a gift. Point number one, in Christ, we've all been given a gift. When I, when I say a statement like that, that in Christ, we've all been given a gift, you, uh, you, biblically, your mind could go to a specific verse right off the bat. And, and, and one of the most popular verses that our mind can go to is what? John 3.16. For God so loved the... Yeah, you, you know it by memory. Many know it by memory. Maybe you're new and you're like, I don't know it. I feel bad. Don't feel bad. But eventually, if you stick to church a long time, you're going to know it by memory. It's, it's a verse that's often quoted. It's a very popular verse. It's the gospel verse, you know, in a sense. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, right? But what's the gift there? That in Christ they would have what? Everlasting life. Eternity. Eternal life. And we know John 3.16. We know what it means. Point number one is that in Christ, we've all been given a gift. And John 3.16 shows us this so well. The most popular, one of the most popular verses, if not the most popular verse in Scripture, shows us that we've been given a gift. But, but, but what I love that it shows us is that it shows us the purpose. You should write this down. It shows us the purpose of the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave Jesus. So I want you to understand that, go deeper in the scripture and recognize that this is not a superficial verse. Though it's in every football game. 
though it's on poster boards, though it's quoted almost in every season in, in time. Like, it's popular, but I want you to know that it's deep. It has meaning. It reveals the purpose of God, the heart of God through his son, Jesus Christ. God loved mankind, and because he loved mankind, he gave, he gifted the world Jesus. He gifted the world Jesus. He gifted mankind Jesus. And John 3.16 shows us the purpose, the purpose of the Father through his Son, Jesus. Get that in you. Get that in you. But we stop there. Many times in the poster boards, we never put verse 17 as well. Chapter 3 is great in itself. But this, the following verse reads this way. It says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him, through Jesus. Very important scripture. John 3.16 is very important, but we have to also quote verse 17. Because what is he doing with this salvation in the person of Jesus Christ? It's not to condemn the world of their sin, but that they could be set free in Jesus Christ. And they could receive it through Jesus. Freedom, salvation, all mankind in that gift, which is Jesus. Number one, John 3.16, what does it do? It shows us the purpose of the Father through his on Jesus but what does verse 17 show us verse 17 shows us the heart of the father through Jesus and the heart is that that wait a minute my will is my purpose is that my son that my son would be given to the lost mankind but my heart is that no one would be broken that no one would be condemned but that all would be saved through my son. How many of you can say amen? So not only in Christ have we been given a gift, not only in Christ have we been given the gift, but we could say that in Christ, all mankind has been given the perfect gift. The perfect gift. We look at people sometimes and they somewhat or so-called have an encounter with the Lord. Maybe months pass, maybe years pass, and maybe they're already testing other faiths or other religions or other gods, and they're tapping into things. And you start to recognize, wait a minute, they missed out. They didn't open the package correctly. The perfect gift is Jesus. What's making them go elsewhere to satisfy what only the perfect gift can satisfy? The perfect gift. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I want to get into this in this point number one, which was in Christ we all have been given a gift. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but they say that for a gift to be a perfect gift, it needs to meet these three criteria. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. And, and as I share these three things with you, uh, we know that God gave mankind, like I just said, this perfect gift when he sent his son Jesus. So, so Jesus comes into this world and he's still in this world working in us and he meets all of their criteria for being a perfect gift. I don't know if you got this, but point number one under this, a sub-point under this first point that we'll get into here in, the, in, the, in this message is this, that if you're going to give a perfect gift, the perfect gift should reflect the one who gives it. You ever heard of that? 
I never heard of that. That was the first time I heard of that. The, the, the perfect gift should reflect the one who gives it. So I thought about that biblically. And I thought about that in our relationship with the Lord. I said, hmm, that's fun. That's interesting. Because to give a perfect gift, it needs to reflect the one who gives it. And I said, well, Jesus is that. Jesus reflects the one who gave him. Jesus was given, and if he is the perfect gift, the first criteria that he needs to meet is what? I need to reflect the Father, the one who gives the gift. If not, I'm just a spoiled gift to mankind. So he comes into this world, and the first thing that he does is he reflects the one who gave him to the world. He reflects God the Father. I have some scripture for you. And there's much more, but I'll just read two for the sake of time. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says that the Son, Jesus, radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. Good scripture, right? Jesus reflects the gift giver. He, Jesus, is the gift the gift giver being the Father, and he reflects the Father's heart. He reflects the Father's will. He reflects the face of the Father. How many times on a Sunday have we talked about Philip and Jesus' encounter when Philip tells Jesus what? Show me the Father. And he says what? If you what? Have seen me, you have what? Seen the Father. What is he telling Philip? I am the very reflection of God the Father. I'm the gift that represents the giver. I am the manifestation of what the Father is right here before you, flesh and bones and blood. What a beautiful gift. So for, the, for Jesus to meet the first criteria, he should, he should reflect God. He should reflect the Father. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says that he is the image. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn of all creation. Another great scripture. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is it. He is the image. He reflects. And point number one, to let us know that, yes, in Christ we've all been given a gift. Well, guess what? In this gift, which is Jesus, he reflects the one who, who gave him to us. He reflects the Father. I love this because once we take in Jesus, we take in the fullness of God. There's no way that you take in Jesus and you say, ah, I'm not taking in the Father. For you to take in Jesus, you've taken in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads you to Jesus. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. When you take in Jesus, now you get the bridge and you're taken into the Father. And the whole triune God is in you. It's, it's, it's working within you. The whole process of God is in you. And here is Jesus, God's perfect gift, the Father's perfect gift, the Father's perfect gift to his children. And he reflects him. My second point under this is that the perfect gift should reflect knowledge of the one who receives it. In other words, knowledge of their needs, knowledge of the desires, of their tastes, and so forth. That's another great criteria that Jesus needs to meet. So not only am I supposed to reflect the giver, the second criteria is I need to reflect knowledge of the one who receives it. Meaning what? Am I aware of their needs? And that's good. Am I aware of the desires? So I say this again. God's gift of his son reflects what? It reflects knowledge of our needs. As, as fully uh, God, 
Jesus, as he is fully God, he becomes fully man. And why does he do this? To become a gift to all of us. And as he becomes a gift to all of us, why is he doing this? To heal us. We just said this as we closed off, um, as we closed off um, worship today, as he read from the scroll of Isaiah, and he was saying, this is made manifest before you today. He's doing just that, to heal us, to save us, to deliver us, to, uh, to friend us. We said last Sunday that we were once enemies of God and we are now called children of God. This is the work of the gift. And what does he do? He recognizes the needs and the desires in every single one of us. And he meets those needs and he begins to do a work in us because he meets this criteria of what a perfect gift. And I want to read Philippians chapter 4 to you, verse 19. It says this. It says, and the same God who takes care of me, who takes care of us, will supply your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. How many of you can say amen? ESV says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we look at this little sub-point here, this B point of this, uh, of, of this part of the, of, of the message, of the sermon, and, and what we recognize is that Jesus being the perfect gift, he's, re, he's reflecting that what? He is so aware of the one who's about to receive him. He's so aware of our needs. How many of you are sitting, how many will watch this at some point and recognize, like, I have needs, man. I have prayer requests. I have stuff that I'm struggling with, man. I have desires. And today we, we open up this floodgates of blessing and we tell them, we have a perfect gift for you in the midst of whatever it is that's hurting you, in the midst of whatever weight you're carrying, in the midst of whatever it is that you're praying. And we're telling you that Jesus is your perfect gift. He will meet. He will fulfill every desire and he will satisfy your every need because he meets that criteria for you that he is that perfect gift in your life. That he will supply you for, for, in all of your needs in his glorious riches which has been given to us in him. And, there, and there's people that, that are living and they're, and they're looking for fulfillment or they're looking for, for something to fill them, whether it's a person, a relationship, whether it's money, whether it's success, a career, whatever it is, whether it's a social group around them. And we're always looking for something, for, for something uh, material, external to make us feel validated, to make us feel we've made it, to make us feel... To, to boost our self-esteem, whatever it is. And, and, and we're missing that, wait a minute, unwrap perfect gift. It's Jesus and every need will be met. Man, everything would be there. He's the one that wipes the tears. He's the one that when you're speaking from the depth of your spirit where no one else can hear you, his ear is attentive to that cry. There's things that you cry about that your very spouse doesn't even know that you cry about. But Jesus, the beloved special gift, hears the inner cry of every man because that's who he is. He's the perfect gift. He's a perfect gift. And that's what he is, and he reflects us. He, he reflects the, 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 our, he, our, our, our desires. He reflects our, our needs. And he's like, I know, what, I know where you're at. I, I see that. I love the scripture. And then Nathaniel is in prayer, and he's in devotion under a fig tree. Love that scripture. I love that. Because Jesus is there, but never there. He's or always there, but not there. Jesus comes up to him later and says, hey, Nate. Nate, I saw you praying. I saw you speaking. I heard you. I heard you 
when you were under the fig tree. Can you imagine, Nathaniel? How did you hear me? I was by myself. And Jesus was revealing to him, your devotion reached me. I was there and I heard the inner cry. I didn't need to be there in flesh and bones and blood to hear you. I was there. I was present. When you were under that tree in devotion, I heard your inner cry. And that was a revelation for Nathaniel to recognize, oh, this guy is omnipresent. This guy is everywhere. This is the Messiah. That's beautiful because what was he revealing to Nate? He was revealing to Nathaniel. He was revealing that one thing, that, hey, I'm the perfect gift. And as your perfect gift, I am so aware of the things that you cry for. How many of you at one point of your life said, well, if they only knew? And the Lord's reply is, oh, but I know. And I know it so well. How? In the heaven. It's because he is your perfect gift. Amen? Point C, or letter C. The perfect gift should be of a nature and quality. This one's good. That will hold its value as time goes on. So you, you've heard what I've said, right? If you're going to give a perfect gift to anyone during this Christmas season, point number one, what, is it, what do you need to make sure? Make sure that this perfect gift that you're going to give reflects you, the one who gives it. Why? Because you want for that person to carry you. You know what I'm saying? My dad has a little dinosaur. My, my son gifted him with a dinosaur. What's his name? Mike? Mikey Jr. Oh, Spikey's a better name for a dinosaur, yeah. I agree, Spikey's good. Spikes, dinosaurs are spikes. So, 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 and my dad puts it on the dashboard. You might go into his van and be like, what is this man doing with a dinosaur? You might think, like, he's probably got some issues. Like, he has a little toy, and, and he calls him Spike. But you see... You'll never understand that gift if you don't understand the relationship of the one who received it and the one who gave it to him. And, and that's how it is with us in the Lord. You know, you, God gave you something. Christ fulfilled something. Christ did a miracle. And someone else may not understand it. And you're like, God, why, why don't they get it the way I get it? Because it was something personal between you and God, and he made it special. So it's cool because what does that little dinosaur represent? It reflects my son. It reflects him. So when you see Spikey on the dashboard of the van, what the gift giver, what the gift recipient also sees is the gift giver and how that reflects him. So when you see Spikey the dinosaur, what you really see is Jackson, my son, the gift giver. Do you see how that works in our spiritual lives or not? How many of you have been blessed by something? Amen. Can you name what that material thing is? Maybe it's a material thing. How many of you have used proper, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But you look at that material thing, and as you look at it, you could say, wow, this is Jesus all over it. Anyone? 
got a new house, you thought you would never, you thought you would never be a homeowner. And every day you open up that door of the house, you're like, this is Jesus. You got a new car, boom, every time you take that car in for an oil change to the mechanic, you say, this is Jesus. He saw my need. Think about what that means in your relationship. Amen? All right, here we go. If you're going to give a perfect gift to someone, make sure it reflects you. If you're going to give a perfect gift, make sure it shows or reflects knowledge of that person's need, that person's desires, what their taste is. You know what I'm saying? That the taste is. What a gift. What a gift. But if it's something that's part of their taste, wow, what a gift. Make sure you're aware of that. Number three, write this down for all of those that are going to give gifts. This is some good notes for you. The perfect gift should be of a nature and quality that holds its value as time goes on. We see it in John chapter 3, verse 16, right? We opened up with that. John 3, 16, God loved us so much that he what? He gave us Jesus. That gave, that gave of gave us Jesus, where God gave Jesus to the world, it's a constant giving. It's not, a, oh, this is one time. I gave Jesus one time. And if you missed him in the manger, if you missed it when the shepherds went, if you missed it, no. This giving of when God gave Jesus is a constant giving. What I mean by that, it is an offering, a sacrifice that continues to give. That as we say Jesus is the gift, think about what, what we say during this time, right? Jesus is the gift that what, keeps on giving. He's the gift that keeps on giving. It, what, what does that phrase mean? It's an eternal giving, meaning eternity. Jesus' gift from the Father, that, that gift which is Jesus, it's not just a one-time thing. This thing talks for eternity. This thing reigns for eternity. This gift does not run out of batteries. This gift does not spoil, does not rot. This gift is not like that. This gift goes on. Its value is for the end of age. It's, it's an eternal gift. Amen. He holds his value as time goes on. In Ecclesiastes, write this verse down, chapter 3, verse 11, Ecclesiastes tells us that what does he do to our hearts? I love this uh, 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 reveal that Solomon got, and it's this, that God, that the Father has placed eternity in all of our hearts. In chapter 3, verse 11, it says, Yet God made everything beautiful for its own time. And all the people of God say, Amen. And then it says this, And he has planted eternity in the human heart. Can, can you imagine that? How does the Lord plant eternity in your heart? It starts with Jesus. Man, when, when, you know, when I was living a life without Jesus, I was reckless. How do I know I was reckless? Because my fruits were, re- it, it, it revealed recklessness. What was I doing? Well, you could imagine the things that you do when you're not with Christ. They were not good fruit. It was not going to give me a long life. It was not going to give me freedom here. I, at one point, if I continued at a young age in the pattern that I was going, I very well know that I could have eventually been arrested. I could have eventually been killed. Just like some of my friends have been killed and some of my friends have been arrested. I could have been easily one of them. Because of the what? Because of the wages of sin, man. It, just, it was going to lead to death at, at some point. But the moment that Jesus Christ came into my life, instantly something shifted inside this man, just like it shifted inside of you. And your heart, your mind, your desires, all of this stuff began to what? Focus on the things of the kingdom. Eventually, everything began to operate in what is eternity now. Now you look at Scripture and you wonder about the depths of Scripture. Of scripture. You, you read the text and you're like, whoa, what does that really mean? Like, like you're just enraptured with all these different things. And it's all because of this revelation. What is God doing? God is putting it in the heart of man, eternity in all of us. 
And I honor and I thank God for putting that. And all I can say is amen. That the first point was what? In Christ, we've all been given a gift. How many of you can thank the Lord for that? Point number two, write this down. So point number one was that in Christ, we've all been given a gift. Point number two is that through Christ, through Christ, we've all been given gifts. You might say that sounds the same as the first one. It's not. Because what I'm trying to tell you is that only in the Lord, our gift, our gift gives us gifts. Our gift gives us gifts. And that's mind-blowing. It's a package that you open. It's Jesus. But that package comes with many other packages. And that gift, what? Releases gifts inside of you. And you're like, whoa, who would have thought that through Jesus Christ, all of this stuff would have been happening? How many of you have experienced that in your life? That your gift, your perfect gift, which is Jesus, has also what? Has also birthed, if you want to use that word, many more gifts. Revealed or ushered in more gifts. Point number two, through Jesus, we've all been given gifts. In Jesus, we have a perfect gift, but through Jesus, we've been given more gifts. We read in Romans chapter 12 that according to the grace that has been given to us, we all differ in our gifts. You've ever seen someone that's really gifted in the things of the Lord, like, wow, that person has such a special touch of God in them. Anyone here ever seen someone like that? I have. I've seen someone like that. That, that person has something. I don't have what they have, but they have something special. And that person, without you even knowing it, might look at you and say, man, you know what? You have something so special in you. you I don't have what you have, but... And that's beautiful because the Lord is so amazing in how he does this in which because of his grace that's been poured on us, he gives us all different gifts. And we all function a little bit differently. But yet together when we're united, all those different gifts are one powerful gift for the kingdom of God. That is why the unity of the church is so important. Why? Because different gifts begin to operate together in unison and they create what? One massive gift for the kingdom of heaven. It's something that people don't know. Why don't, I don't need to go to church. I could just watch it from my living. You know, there's people that are like, no, I've never gone to church before. My church is at home. My church is through the television. I'm not talking about quarantine time. I'm talking about like, these are people that have done this before COVID. Then no, I'm talking about no, there's an importance to be in the family with the people of God to operate in gifts. Because someone else has a gift and you have a gift and together we're going to bless someone else with the gift which is the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. I love that. In Romans 12, I'll read the scripture to you. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts. Different gifts for doing certain things well. Amen. Like today I was looking at, I think it was all ladies. I don't want to offend any of the men, but I think it was all ladies. And I'm not saying that it's not a man's job. I think men could do it too. But I saw some of the ladies out there, and they were putting the, 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 the I mean, I can't do it. And those little gifts, you might look at, ah, it's just a little gift. But I want you to know that though as simple as it is, I can't prepare that for you the way they did. I can't. I can't. Tell me to wrap a gift. It'll be the funniest gift I've ever given you, just in the wrapping itself. I mean, and that's just a, something foolish, but think about the, the deep things. Think about the spiritual things. God has given us gifts for doing certain things well. Amen. What else does Paul say to the church in Romans chapter 12, verse 6? He says this. So if, everyone say so, because you know he's going to mean, okay, yeah, yeah, amen, God has given us different gifts, yes, woo, I love it. So, if you have a gift, 
So if God has given you the ability, and then he goes into some of these gifts to the church specifically, he says, for example, but think about what this means to you. It can mean just this, what I'm writing, or it can mean things that I'm missing out that the text doesn't necessarily say in detail. You fill in the blank, but this is what Paul tells the church. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, guess what he tells them? Speak out. If God has given you the ability to speak, speak. That's a gift. He tells the church, speak out. With as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. What is Paul saying? Use it. Be it. All of you have been given a certain gift. I don't know if God's given me a gift. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to lovingly rebuke you, but I'm going to get to that. I'm going to lovingly correct you. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to love you when I tell you you're wrong, but you're wrong if you don't know if I have a gift. We'll get to you in a second because I've been there. I don't know if I could do that. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7, Paul says to the church of Ephesus, however, he's given each one of us. What? What has he given us? He's given us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So what is that? It is what? It is, it is something that is through or in Jesus. He's not talking about necessarily just Jesus. It's through the generosity of Jesus that he's given each one of us a special gift. Some of you are like, oh, my gift is Jesus. Right. But there's gifts in Jesus. You're just lazy. You're just lazy. Don't give me over the... No, no, no. You have Jesus. Amen. He's the special gift. But in that special gift, there are gifts. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. There's gifts. And that's what he's telling the church of Ephesians, of Ephesus, chapter 4, verse 7 of Ephesians. In 1 Peter, Peter almost repeats exactly what Paul writes in Romans 12. And what does Peter write in chapter 4, verse 10 and 11? He says, God has given... Each of you, guess what he says? A, what a gift. He's given each of you a gift. Oh, yes, it's Jesus. No, 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 it's in and through Jesus. We're past the elementary. We all know that we've been gifted Jesus. We have a gift, a special gift in Jesus. But it's what now? It's you've all been given a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. There's Peter. He's going to go in on you now. He's going in on us like Paul went in on us. Watch what he does. He almost sounds like Paul. He says what? Do you have the gift of speaking? It's almost like Paul's like, Peter, be original, brother. You wrote what I wrote. You copy and pasted what I wrote to the church first. Like, come on, my man. Write something. But, but look what he says. He says something like this. He says, I mean, or you know, vice versa. They could have just said, oh, I wrote it first. You know, and they could have battled. No, let's go and see who, okay. Do you have the gift of speaking? Verse 11, speak as though God himself were speaking through you. How many of you speak as if God was speaking through you? Mm. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. And the church says amen. Are you guys getting this yet or should I keep on drilling it? When Paul writes to Timothy, very popular verse for leaders. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7, he says, Therefore, Timothy, young son in the, in the Lord, Timothy, I remind you to stir up the... Yeah. 
Stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of the hands. Stir the gifts. I write to you, Timothy, because in you there are gifts. Stir those gifts up. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. The New Living says, this is why I remind you. I love how the New Living says this part. Fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. Fan into flames. What what is Paul writing to Timothy? What is Paul speaking to the church here today? What is the Holy Spirit speaking through Scripture here today? That there is no excuse. There is a gift or gifts inside of each one of us. Inside of you, you have a gift or gifts. Amen? If you just have one gift, guess what you do with that gift? You use that one gift well. You use what you got. You use it well. And if you have multiple, you use them. You just use them well. But there's gifts inside of you. And again, back to the persons that say, well, I don't know. No, I know. I know. Because if the gift Jesus is in you, then I tell you that there are gifts that he wants to work through you. Amen? Come on. Through Jesus, we've all been given gifts. What a gift. Think about what a gift Jesus is. A gift who keeps on giving. He gives gifts. What a gift. How many of you today in Jesus are are at a different place than you were last year? Almost all of your hands went up. Why is that? Because he's the gift that continues to gift you. Why didn't he keep you the same way? I mean, you received the gift. Just stay the way you were a year ago. How many of you are totally different today or matured or grown today from the day that you first came to know Christ and Christ came to know you? Amen. Why not just keep you like that? You received the gift. You're okay. Because he's beautiful like that. What a gift. What a gift. He keeps on gifting. Amen. Use them. Everyone say, use my gift. Sometimes you have to remind yourself, use my gift. Fan into flames. Stir up the gifts. Operate and live out with the spirit of power and boldness. Not fear. Not timidity. I hope someone's listening to me. Not fear, not timidity. Live out in love. Live out with self-discipline. Live out with a sound mind. Man, if someone looks at, oh, you're, cra- you're not crazy. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not crazy. I mean, we're all crazy. You know that. You know what I mean? But, but you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not called to be crazy. You're disciplined. Amen? If people look at you the way you live out your faith as crazed madman, and, and it's like a joke or something like that, or there's something wrong with you, no, you have a sound mind. You have self-discipline. Man, you operate in the love. You're fanning the flames of the gifts. You're stirring up the gifts through Jesus, man, the, grif- the great perfect gift. There are gifts that operate through me, and though people don't recognize generosity nowadays, or people don't recognize servanthood nowadays, I'm going to continue to do what God's called me to do on this earth because I've been given the gift, which is call me to be a gift to others I have to do this I have to do this hopefully you're receiving something there through Jesus we've all been given gifts how many of you can admit that through Jesus I've been given a gift see what happens is I believe this is that many have gifts and and many have talents in their lives and sometimes with the gift of the talent they just don't know what to do with it or they don't use it correctly or they don't ever put it up in the platform for Christ to shine. 
And the gift spoils. The gift, nothing's ever done with it. The talent. Yeah. You've ever known someone like, wow, that person was so talented. What a waste of talent. No one? Someone who wasted their life away maybe on drugs or on crime or maybe they ended their life too early or whatever, whatever the scenario can be. And you look at them and they're like, oh, what a waste of talent. How many people can be inside the church and they have a gift to give to the church, a gift for the kingdom of heaven, and it's sitting in them. And you're just like, come on. When are you going to fan the flame? When are you going to stir up the gift that's in you? Come on. And 20 becomes 30, and 30 becomes 40, and 40 becomes 50. Next thing you know, you're 80. Next thing you know, you're done. And now you have no energy to serve the Lord. Like, you had a gift that God wanted to use. You with me? You had a gift. Some people have gifts. Some people have talents, but they don't know how to use it. Sometimes it's not that they don't know how to use it. They just decide, ah, I don't think I'm ever going to use it. And the gift that they have becomes wasted. I, I want to share something with you. I hope you like this. So, on, um, for the men that were here, you know exactly where I'm going. Um, on Thursday, we had a men's thing, a uh, men's gathering. And we did like a, a gift exchange, a white elephant gift exchange thing. And it was, it was awesome. It was special. Some people got some amazing, amazing gifts. Uh, someone got a, what's that mini thing called? Uh, a, a Google Nest mini. That was a good gift. Um, some people uh, got big dinosaur slippers. Um, uh, some people got gift card. What's another funny gift that someone got? Oh, Bob Ross painting kit. Remember Bob Ross with the afro? You know who he is because every single one of us in our childhood turned the TV on and he was on and you wanted to change him. But as much as you wanted to change the channel, there was something about Bob Ross that you kept on looking at the painting. He was just addicting like that. I don't know if it's the hair. He was just addicting. You remember when he would take out the thing and, all right. But, but I got a box and I said, you know what? Good things come in small packages. That's what I've always been told. So I got a gift when it was my turn. And I want to share my gift with you because it, 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 it's, it means something because this is what it means. Ready? If you know anything about me, I don't know what to do with this gift. Okay? I don't know what to do with this gift. Because how many people live like this spiritually, right? God's given them something like, I, what do I, I have to give this to someone else or something. I don't want to do this thing. So part of me like wants to get lost in the woods or I want to go out to the desert and just like drop me off, like Survivor Man or whatever it's called. Like one of those races or something like, like you know, not naked and afraid. We'll keep it holy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> one of those shows. And so I'll look at these gadgets in here. I'm going to share them with you, right? I hope you guys like this. I have to look up what, every, I have to look up what everything means because I don't even get it. I don't even understand this stuff. So, so this is some of the stuff that was given to me. Just so you, I'll start with this. So, so this is some sort of wristband. You think it's just a wristband. You're like, oh, man, it's not a big deal. Just wear it. It's popular now. These are the rope ones. And it's a, a paracode, whatever it's called, wristband. But what you don't understand is that there's also a compass um, on the wristband so you don't get lost and you know your direction, which is pretty cool. Though I'm like, I don't know, would I ever get lost like that? But whatever, it's that. And you think, you have no idea. I was at home and I was looking at this thing. I said, I wonder what this thing is here for. And I kept looking at it. I was like, it's sharp. It's like, a, it's like a knife. It's a saw. 
And I said, I've never seen, my brother-in-law has one of these, but I've never seen a, a, a thing on it. So I went into this thing and I said, oh, it's a scraper. I have a scraper for, um, I don't know, for, if I get lost somewhere, I'm going to eventually use the scraper and all that. I don't know, I have no idea. Then I said, this little middle part looks interesting. Well, I did not know this, but someone's going to have to teach me. This middle thing somehow is a fire starter. Don't ask me how it starts a fire, but this is a fire starter as well. So it's not just a bracelet. It's a compass. It's a fire starter. It's a scraper that I could cut things with. And I go, it's got to be done. There's... No, but if I get lost and I need someone to hear me, it's also a whistle. This bracelet does a million things, man. One bracelet can save the world, you know. The helicopter's coming by. What a gift. What a gift. I will say. I hope I never have to use it because if I do, I'll never know how to use it. This is just one gift in this little box. This is like the clown car. Things just come out of it and I have no idea how it all fit. Yeah, aye, aye, aye. Then there's a flashlight, okay? I mean, there's things in it. You could bang something over the head and all that, but it's a good flashlight. It's LED and all that. I'm just going to drop the flashlight because there's other cool things here. All right. What else do I have here? Oh, I have a, a pen. And I said, this is a cool-looking pen. This is like a pen that a man would use, you know? It's a manly-looking pen. It's, it's good. But when you look into the pen, it's like it's not just a normal pen. It's tapered aluminum alloy tip. If I got to break glass, I'm going to break glass. I'm going to get out of the vehicle, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. If there's texture that all means something. And there's a pen that comes out of it if I need to write in my journal, day one of being lost. The beaver and I made eye contact. All right. Like if the pen's not enough, there's more. There's more. I'm going to share what else I have. Oh, this is a classic. I took this out and I said, what? Is this a bracelet? Is this a chain? What in the world? Does anyone know what this is? You, you can't answer, right? Does anyone know what this is? I'll open it for you. Maybe you know. It's not a bracelet. I thought I was going to wear it around my neck today for church. Oh, I'm glad you guys are so manly and all these things. <laughs> it opens up completely. Look at this thing. I thought it was like, I don't know. I'm not supposed to rock it. <laughs> so this is a wire saw. If I want to cut down a tree, ladies and gentlemen, I hug the tree and I just start sawing away. So I have to get up to the YouTube videos. I hope I never have to use this. And if I do, I'll probably be there for a very long time. All right, then <clears throat> I have also what is called, uh, man, wh where's, the, where's the, he sent me a bunch of different things, whatever, I'll show this one. A flint stone, not the flint stones, a flint stone, and you start a fire with this, right? But then I'm like, this is weird, no, but you could also pop a bottle with this, uh, I forgot what this thing is used for. Yo, so you probably know what that other little thing is used for. I thought you said that. I, 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 I don't know where I put it. But this thing is used for something. It's also a little ruler. It starts fires. Amazing. My bracelet, if it goes bad, I'm good. What a gift. I got a compass. I'm good. If something comes to attack me, I'm all right. I got a knife. Not only do I have a knife, but I could clip it on because it clips on me. 
And not only is that, but there's something else that this knife does. I saw it in the instructions. This thing does something else. Okay? I have to look it up. If my whistle doesn't work, this whistle supposedly hurts your ears. I won't do it. Actually, it doesn't work. What a gift. Well, by this time I'm dead. All right? So that's not working. There's a little light. So I want to praise the Lord, this little light of mine. So, and I can make it as a keychain. And if I get really cold, I have an emergency blanket that I could cover myself with. And notice the colors. The helicopter plane comes. I'm shining that thing so that they can find me in the middle of the, the woods or the hood. And watch this. This is my favorite. I said, what? In the world is this? This is not one thing. I'm going to tell you what this thing is. Ready? Watch this. It is a multi-purpose pocket survival tool. It is a can opener, can opener, a knife edge, a screwdriver, a ruler, a cap opener, a four-position wrench for various size nuts and bolt heads. It is a butterfly wrench, a saw blade, direction and ciliary indication. It is a two-position wrench and is a lanyard hole. It has a lanyard hole for the key and a key ring hole. I'm like, wow. This thing alone could do miracles. All right. I just want you to understand what I'm going through because I really wanted those dinosaur slippers. <laughs> I received all these gifts. I received all these gifts. And I could tell every single one of you here, no one, not one person in Christ is able to say, that they don't have any gifts. If you say you have no gifts, then you're calling God and his word a liar. If you don't know what to do with the tree saw, well, get around some people that have some tree saws and get around how they operate in their gift. And maybe they could pour into you so that you could start to learn how to use a tree saw. If not, you're going to be the one that is going to be using this the wrong way, and it might damage you because it was never meant to go around your wrist. It's going to cut you, and it might be deadly. So get around people so that what God has gifted you with could be a blessing and not a curse. Some of you have been gifted with things, and you've carried it as it's some sort of curse. Ugh, what a gift. Your mind's not right. Your perspective's not right. The Lord gave you that gift. Change your attitude. Get around the right people and say, wow, what a gift. I'm going to cut a tree one day, okay? It's probably a little tree with this, but it's going to be a tree nonetheless. All my men say. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, all right, I'm going to end soon. Ready? I'm going to go to point three and I'm done. Sometimes you have to just put yourself in the position to use it. Amen? Find it. Execute. If it's of the Lord, there's one thing that's for certain. It's always going to be used for these two things. Write this down. Number one, whatever gift God has given you. Number one, glorify, it's going to what? glorify our Father in heaven. Why? Because it's going to reflect Him. And if you've been gifted, use your gift. Why? Because the world needs you to use your gift. You know why? Because it reflects the gift giver. Did you catch that? It reflects the Father. Number two, how many of you have a gift? Guess what? Not only use it to glorify your Father, but number two, you what? You use it to what? Serve 
and bless someone else. How many of you know that sometimes, how many of you know that the majority of the time, the gift that has been given to you, it was never meant for you. It was always meant to bless someone else and always meant to glorify the Father. I'm sorry to tell you this. You're beautiful, amazing, talent, gift, anointing. You're marvelous. You're great. It's really not supposed to be about you. It's about to reflecting the Father and serving someone else with it. I'm sorry to tell you this. Get yourself out of the way so that he could have, finally have the platform to be glorified. Our gift is more about others than it is about you. Maybe the reason why we haven't been able to be elevated in our gift is because we haven't gotten out of our minds that the gift is never meant to point to me. And if I could focus on that, then maybe Christ will give me the promotion, will give me the desire that I so want. Amen? All right, leads me to my final point, worship team. Get comfortable and let's get ready to roll. My final point is this, write this down. We have received to be able to give. I already said that, and I'll just remind you yet again. I like to see how, especially the Magi's, they go to visit Jesus. You know the Magi's, these astrologers, these men that go to Jesus and they give gifts to him. People believe that it was three wise men. As we learn scripture, it was probably much more than just three wise men. They gave three gifts though. And as the gifts were given to Jesus, it's alarming because here are men that walk all the way to where Jesus is at. When they get to this young child, by that time, Jesus, he's the gift to them. But what do they do with the gift to them? They give what? Him a gift. And what are they teaching us? They worship him and they offer him gifts. So let's read all of 2 Corinthians 9 as Paul now is praising the Christians in Jerusalem for their giving. For the sake of of time, I'm not going to, actually, you know what, I'm not going to read all of verse 9, though it's a good passage for you to read. I'll start off in verse 10 and I'll end in 15. I'll read those five verses. Listen to what Paul writes to the church of Corinth. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. You see the gift giver? In the same way, he provides and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity where? In you. So good, that scripture. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. You notice that? Your gift gives to others and others begin to not thank you necessarily. They begin to thank what? They begin to thank God. Verse 12. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. How many of you know that giving is a ministry? The the needs of the believers will be met. Amen. And number two, they will joyfully express their thanks to God. They will glorify God. People are served. God is praised because of your ministry of giving. Why have you received? You should know the answer today. Because I've I've been called to what? To give. What What a gift. What a time like Christmas to share this message. Look at verse 13. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them, to all the believers, they will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. And I end with this passage with this verse. It says, then God, thank God for this gift. Too wonderful for words. I love how the ESV and the New King James says it. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible or indescribable gift. 
If you remember, we quoted Romans 12 and 1 Peter 4. And Paul says in Romans 12 that God gave us different gifts. Remember that? And to do certain things well. So if God's given you the ability, he says, speak out. If God's called you to serve, serve them. To teach, teach well. To be encouraging, be encouraging. To give, give generously. Leadership, take the responsibility seriously. A gift for showing kindness, do it gladly. Notice the things that he says. Speak, serve, teach, encourage, give, take responsibility, do it gladly, take it serious. Point number three is, I've received, so then I could do these things. I could speak, I could serve, I could teach, so I could give my blessing that I've received. In 1 Peter 4.10, he says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Now, what does he say? Use them well. He says, then speak. He says, then do it with all strength and energy. What is Peter, what is Paul saying as we end? Use your gift. Give because you first received. What a gift. Point number one, in Christ, we've all been gifted. Point number two, through Christ, we've, we've all been given various gifts. And point number three, in Christ, we've received and now we're also able to give. May you never forget that during this season. That what you have is a gift. A beautiful gift. And all you could do is look at it and say, wow, what a gift has been given to me. One day, I may not understand all these things right now. I may not get it. But the day that I have to use it, to bless someone, to give glory to the Lord, I could look at it and say, wow, if I could just start using this. What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. It did something for the kingdom of heaven. Can you stand with me this morning as we close up here in prayer and just really ask of the Lord, Lord, I'm going to pray real quick and just, I want you to meditate deep within there. And Lord, you know every single person here, those watching, Lord, you have given every single one of us some measure, some, some gift in us, Lord. Sometimes it's difficult, you know, like, how do I use this properly? Where, where can I go with this? What should I do? And we may not understand it. But I believe that as people hear this, they're going to ask questions. They're going to get around the, peop the right people. They're going to start taking steps of faith. And they'll recognize that as they use their gift, Lord, it's filling them more. As they're emptying themselves, by emptying themselves, they're becoming more full. Because in return, people are being served. And Lord, you're being glorified. And Lord, we close up this time as we get ready to enter Christmas on Friday and we close up our time here together and we thank you because you are that perfect gift that has been given to us. The gift that reflects the Father. You're the gift that has knowledge of all of our needs, of all of our cries, of all of our desires. And thirdly, you are the gift that has, or that holds value for all eternity. And because of that, you've placed eternity in our hearts that we long 
and we live here on earth with the desire and the victory that we reign in eternity with our perfect gift. I pray that this season would be the best Christmas ever because of the perfect gift, because of what that gift has done, what that gift is doing, because of the work of Jesus in us and through us. And that because of that beautiful gift, which is Jesus, that we would not be bitter, that we would not be lame, sour, hurtful, vengeful, but instead that the fruit of that gift would manifest. And that because of the great and perfect gift that is alive in us, in return, we would be a beautiful, perfect gift for others. And in being just that, we would serve them and they would come to worship and honor you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for this reminder in your word. And we give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Come on, church, and together we say amen. Can you give God some praise, some honor? It's worthy. As you wrap your things up and you get ready to go, we, we, we really want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And those that can't be with us, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And just a reminder of who you are and what God may be calling you to do during this season. Go out and go out with the boldness, with the word of God in your mouth. Let's have an awesome week. If any of you are traveling, have safe travels. Um, I pray as you walk out, enjoy the little gift that we're going to give you guys. Let's have an amazing week, an amazing Christmas. We will be back here next Sunday. Invite someone. I know it's a time where people are traveling and people are cozying up at home. Kids are off school. Um, but let's come back and let's glorify the Lord again next Sunday. Love you guys. Remember you're loved. Have an awesome rest of the day. God is good all the time. Amen, amen. You are loved. Amen.